Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers. How that was you... pretty good, actually. I nailed it. Fucking nailed it. Okay. Wow. Ah. <sighs> okay. Welcome to two dead broads. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not dead. I'm alive. Oh, I'm good. Oh, oh okay. Um, <laughs> one dead broad over here. <laughs> we did. We we did bad numbers on the last episode. Oh, wait a minute. The fans on. The fan is oh, not on. helping. Hang not on. helping. Oh fuck. I think these XLR cables are starting to go too. How? I think mine is. I get crackle every once in a while and I don't know what it's from. It's I also don't sound, I don't know, I don't sound the same, but I changed our levels a little bit. Oh. Anyway. Okay. What I was saying was, uh, we did very poor numbers on the last episode. Why? Um, I think it's because I let you drive. Yes, I can't I can't hold a whole so performance. I came in fully prepared tonight uh, to be enthusiastic. Okay, great. Um. I don't know if I have things. I mean, I do have things, but but we'll see how it goes. I'm great with hot takes. Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I can do. I can do hot takes. I can't do long, drawn out. I don't think you can hour. do. I can't I don't do think an you hour. You can do takes either. I can't do an hour. I can't. I don't. I, I, I've got my like Netflix 15, but not a full hour. You know. So you you're like an open micer. You no. can you can maybe feature for somebody. You think you could middle for a comedian? No, you can't. I do could that. do colleges. That's the half hour. No, you can't. With fifteen minutes? Yeah. No. On a on a This is a pointless conversation a anyway, point because <laughs> you don't even have fifteen minutes. Anyway, all I was saying was, uh, yeah. So I came in prepared to drive. Oh good. I'm Great. back. Um I feel like my mood is improving oh. steadily but slowly. I I ripped a series of band aids off in my life. Mm mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Some of which we can get into, oh many of which we can't. Uh-huh, uh, yeah. But I'm, but I'm feeling back a little bit. Did one of the band aids like shoot pus all over the place, or? Oh, that's not a band aid, man. That's not what happens when you pull a band aid off. Well, you repair out. Oh, I don't know. Why? Why are you doing I don't this? Rip out band aids. Remember, I'm know. driving this episode. <laughs> Until further notice, no more talking. Oh, well, this will be a, <laughs> will be a lovely silent, silent co-host over here. just gotten used to it oh. and it doesn't it doesn't register so dramatically with me anymore so it makes me paranoid oh. because i'm just accustomed to it but i think it's mm. fine mm-hmm. uh but what i wanted to say was this uh we did it folks donald trump oh boy he's finally gonna be out of office guys sure it's all thanks uh-huh. to us green and lewis i mean why in particular what did we do because we called up nancy pelosi and we got the momentum on our side, and all 13 of our listeners convinced <laughs> her. <laughs> this is it. He's finally going down. Did he? Ju- is he just going down because like he made fun of the like autistic Norwegian girl, <laughs> for, or allegedly? You know, yeah. like is she actually autistic? No, no, I know just, she like, does seem autistic. She though, just I'm looks like, Nordic. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Nordic children, awkward. There were certain right wingers that were like you know, the Nazis used blonde girls with braids in their propaganda, and now look what the international oh, okay. left is doing. She's 13. Yeah. And is it speaking I engagements? I think she's 16, the... actually, which is weird because she looks much younger than that. 
then maybe she's got a thing. I don't know. Oh my god, I saw <laughs> I saw a galaxy brain take oh, on no. Reddit about her from some libertarian. Oh goody! That was like if you're if you think that sixteen year olds can dictate foreign policy, then you can't possibly have a problem with Jeffrey Epstein having sex with them. Oh no 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 no! Yeah, that was no 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 bad. That was a big uh, circle of bad. <laughs> Who? How do these libertarians get these, you know, this high-speed internet in their cabins that they, you know, would ostensibly have built themselves in the middle of nowhere and with their farm where they pump their own water from the Oh, well? you know, I don't know. That's what happens when you own your own means of production. You manufacture your own satellite dishes and 5G networks and mm-hmm. launch your own satellites. Ah, yeah. And before you know it, you're condoning pedophilia by global elites oh i guess that's the end result okay we should watch out because the socialists want that too just collectively which i guess means it would be sick millions of times worse what what worse if everyone if everyone owned the means of production okay carl i need you to calm you'd get to hotter takes faster (laughs) we already have twitter it's a fucking done yeah, I don't know. I like what we're doing tonight, too, because we've procrastinated this episode Oopsies. to the point where now it's going to come out late. Oopsies. Uh, and everyone's going to be like, what happened? Which is fine with me. That actually feels good. I think we should do that more often. It feels more in the spirit of the podcast to not, not give a shit and not really do it on time and not really come prepared. Well, people were busy. Yeah, it's it's been busy. It was uh, a whirlwind 72 72- Let's just, I don't know, I'll even start earlier. From about Friday afternoon till about Monday at 6 p.m., I was go, 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 go. Yeah, me too for different reasons, yeah. but it was all lost time. I feel like I didn't have much of a break No. this weekend. No. But it did kind of rev my engine up, I think, I guess. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That kind of not stopping, it doesn't allow me to indulge in my depression. You know, I can't wake up super late and sit around the house and like read depressing things about economics and feel bad about the world and ignore my friends texts i'm just moving moving, <laughs> moving you know wallowing should only really be done with ice cream and episodes of the golden girls anyway you know oof, boy. <laughs> that's either elderly or gay or both <laughs> i think it's both <laughs> ding 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 <laughs> yeah um Oh man! By the way, we we should uh, I'll address really quick because we hyped it for two weeks and then it didn't happen. Uh, no Ron on the pod, no Dad on no, the pod. No, no Ron pod. Yeah, it was a Messy. bad idea. Uh, right from the jump. Oh, it would have been a fine idea, but no, I don't think so. Whatever. I don't. I don't know how much I want to say about it, but it just didn't work out. But I did learn about my dad that he is aware of the podcast. What? I didn't think he was aware of it, but somehow he is aware of it. Oh boy. He'll never be able to find it though. He doesn't understand how podcasts work or oh, like great. where they come from or how to get them. So I it's never have on to on a phone. I mean, yeah. Okay. He, he understands that, but he doesn't understand the further mechanisms. I don't know. I think a lot of old people are like that. Like what do you mean it comes from an app? True. Uh, <laughs> you know what yeah. I, you know okay. what I mean? And he's like his only question for me about it was why do you do it? And I was like just for fun, dad. And he was like, "Oh, Mm, seems like a waste. Well, Dad, have you heard of masochism? I've devoted a lot of my life to it, so it's just another outlet for that. Yeah, um, I've decided to convert my casual social relationships into commodities and thereby destroy their emotional value for me. Can commodities be commodities if they're free? 
I guess that you know what? I guess that's true. Fair enough. Mm. <laughs> Suck on that, Marks. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I just figured everything out. We just make content I mean, for free. You know what? That you know what? They're social though. This is a social commodity. We're trading it for social capital. And uh we were starting to build it up. And then you spent all of it. Which is just like your real life. That sounds, so that many, sounds like my real life. In so I'm many really ways. Good, I'm really good at spending things. <laughs> um so good at it. Yeah, so no Ron on the podcast. He um it just wasn't gonna work out. The weekend was a little bit too hectic and there was a little too much drinking. Let's just put it that way. How's your chin? Uh my chin is fine. I tripped over my bike. It was eleven PM. Yeah, I know I know. Uh I really had to go in on it. I mean, so here's what happened is I got off work real late the day that my dad arrived. Mm-hmm. And we knew this was a possibility, but it was later than I even thought. Um so my father who frankly especially on the verge of his retirement is an alcoholic <laughs> uh had been at a bar Oof. since i think 3 30 or 4 in the afternoon what and i didn't intercept him until past eight. Oh, oh no uh, i oh, got off no, work no. several hours later than i thought i would so oh, oh no, by no, the time no. i found him he was already three sheets to the wind jesus and uh he's losing his hearing oh so he already yells a tremendous oh. amount, but it's really bad, especially in a loud bar. It's really bad if he's been drinking. So when I walked Damn. in and I could hear him when I went to the bathroom, that's when I knew hmm. it was all downhill from there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. You played catch up real quick. I had to play catch up really quick because at the same time, you know, like with any drunk person, it's very difficult to have a conversation with them. When they're not on a level on this plane. You know, they're not there to listen at that point. Uh He's got a lot he wants to say, and my interjections are just not getting through. Or heard. Or heard, even. Yeah, that's true. Um, He was having a better time talking to the owners of this bar who were clearly annoyed with him. Yeah, because it's Saturday night in New York. We didn't give a fuck about your stories. Yeah, exactly. Although they were very nice people from Buffalo. Um, I don't know. If sports bars are your thing, go to Fulton Ale House, I guess. I'll give that a t- okay. tentative plug. Hard pass on that then. All <laughs> yeah. right, great. Um, um, but they were, Did he find it himself? I found it for him because he stipulated that he wanted to wait at a bar with TVs, and I immediately blanked. Because if you think about the situation around here, I was like, uh, I don't actually know. You're right, you're right. So I had to look it up, Okay, I found it for him. Hmm. Anyway. I No, I'm just... I don't go to any bars that have TVs like, unless I'm watching a, a, a RuPaul Drag Race. Yeah, I think that's a very cosmopolitan thing. The and even TVs that's like a projection. For, right. There's projectors at bars that I know of, but they're not going to have a football game on or whatever. No. Um, oh, Black Swan has TVs. Right, which is why no one ever goes there. Yeah. On some level, that's not an attractive thing. No. You know, so... Anyway, that was the situation, so I got kind of drunk. And Their he happy was... hour was killer. Fuck my life. Can we not? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just having memories. Like... <laughs> memories. I, every time a conversation goes longer than I think like three minutes with you, you're going to end up talking about certain bars in Brooklyn for that some That are probably reason. closed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I just go, oh, I remember that. That's the most memorable thing for you, I think. Yeah, but anyway, I fell over my bike on the way home because I was playing catch up with my dad and he was drunk and that was the only opportunity to do the podcast, so it never happened. True. Uh, And then the rest of the weekend was a full slate of activities. Someone wore tie-dye 
ill-advised tie-dye. Oh man, don't don't get on my case about that. That was a tier one post. I manifested that post. I made that shit happen. Uh, because one of the facets of my dad's personality is sports fandom, as you know. So he brought with him five different Browns jerseys slash shirts. For you to wear to pick from? And insisted that I wear one because we were going to watch the game on Sunday night. Which was fine with me, but I had to pick the gaudiest one, of course. Which is a brown, white, and orange, if you're not familiar with the team's colors. Tie-dyed brown shirt that my dad bought at a head shop because he was looking for a new one-hitter. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. mm. So that was just dropped casually in there, which, you know what? I, I was already 100% on board with that shirt when I saw it, but now I was at 120. There was no way I wasn't wearing that uh, one. Okay. Um, but so as soon there's as, a lot to unpack there, kids. By the way, what we're talking about is a post on my, my personal Instagram account. If you don't follow me, follow me and you can see it. Wow, you're doing plugs so early. Yeah, mostly just for that post. Because I really enjoyed it. I thought it, it was really we good. We can reshare it. Yeah, sure. We should, we should reshare it. I think it was quality. Um, but everybody that listens to this would have seen it by now anyway. Uh, but why not again? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> we can use it to promote the podcast. A little Thursday afternoon sprinkling of yeah. real life in. Sure. Uh, yeah, but it's me in the tie-dye brown shirt uh, with my back to a large crowd at the San Gennaro Festival in the Little Italy. In the Little Italy? The Little Italy down in Lower Manhattan. Mm. Truly, truly weird picture. (laughs) The oddest thing I've ever goddamn seen, I think, in a while. I was like, I've seen some weird shit as of late, but damn. Um, Oh, I'm so glad that shit show is over. I spent a good long time down at San Gennaro, I have to tell you. (sighs) Um, I ate some very bad food at one Uh of those restaurants down there. I shouldn't say it was bad. It was just thoroughly mediocre. At an actual restaurant or like in a... No, one of the actual restaurants. I mean, they set up tables on the street for the festival. Oh, those places suck. Yeah, it wasn't good. Those tables are always there. Yeah, but they do it to a greater extent because they can go halfway into the street or whatever the fuck. They can go, yeah. There's a lot more of them, believe me. Um, I had a decent rice ball from one of the carts. Mm -hmm. I had gelato. That was good. We discussed this last time, but that's the way to go. You want to go to the carts if you're going to go down there. The restaurants themselves are very skippable and very busy, obviously. And overpriced for what it's, remember, it's pasta. It's Olive Garden level. I mean, it, uh, you know what? No, it's one step up from Olive Garden. It was better than Olive Garden, but only just barely. They have barkers when you walk around on the weekend. Like, hey, you need lunch. Uh, and you're like, what? That's not an Italian accent, sir. It's exclusively to fool Midwesterners into thinking it's authentic. Because the people that work there are actually Italian. Mm. Or they're Mexican. Mm. Or Honduran. Mm-mm. Or Salvador. <laughs> no, mm. what, what do you think they are? Jerseyan? There's like Peruvian. Like there's literally like if you're like even like Spanish people who are like, well, I'm tan. Let me just like like Spaniards, Span- Spanish or who are like, ah, yes. And you're like, you are rolling your R's in a very specific way that is non-Italiano. Yeah, I do have to admit that I guess when you're in a real guidified situation like that, the distinction between a Spaniard and an Italian it's like mm. sleight of hand. You can be easily fooled. Yeah, even like some like like low rent Frenchman will do it, and you're like, "Ooh, traitor to your people." It's sort of like that. Have you ever been on a cruise? No. On cruises, the entire staff is from all over the world, but mainly from like Eastern Europe, 
Yeah, that tracks. But if you sprinkle a couple of Frenches in there, and you sprinkle a couple South American people in there, and you sprinkle a couple of like Middle Eastern people in there, and a couple of African people in there, the Eastern Europeans just start to seem like way less trashy than they are. A Hungarian gets a little French rubbed off on them. You know what I mean? I'm sure they do, but what they do in their private quarters is not things I need to know about. Mm. Wow, I wonder what the cruising scene is like on cruises. There should be a follow-up they to probably that David hate Foster each other. Wall- Wallace essay. I don't know. A supposedly fun thing I would definitely do again. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, there's gay cruises, which I'm like, that sounds terrible. Is it? Do you think it's mostly for older gays? Yes. Because that's what cruises in general are for. But they're so just always that, for old you people. Know, I'm sure there's a version of that for every demographic. I don't think any young person wants to go on a cruise. Like I did when I was young. You in know. your 20s? No, 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 no. Well, I, you know what? No, I know for sure that there's 20-somethings that want to go, and it's people from Ohio that Ugh. went to sta- state school and are really into playing cornhole. What, who went to, like, Dayton? Yes, Ugh. precisely. <sighs> they might like EDM if they're, like, a little edgier, you know? I got tickets to go to Electric Daisy this year. Exactly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So yeah, there's cruises for twenty somethings or whatever, but it's very unattractive. I mean, you're like in a you're on a La, you're on a La Quinta. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's wow. pretty much what it is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, also, you can't if you get tired of it, you can't leave. This is the part I'm like, they don't helipad you when you're like, fuck this, no. I'm so over this. They're like, no, you're here for another four days. Yeah, it's not like a meditation retreat where they're going to be um, very sympathetic and caring if you want to leave and sort of buy you a bus ticket and help you go. Or not even that where you're just like if you just want to leave and you're in the Mediterranean you're like, "Okay, we're going to port. Anyone want to get the fuck out of here?" And they're like, "Yes, take me off the the captain's log. I'm fucking out." Yeah. I see I see where that airport is. Bye. That's the biggest problem too is when you do get off the boat, um you're usually only allowed to go in sanctioned areas. And depending on the, well, I guess the economy of the country that you're in, that sanctioned area might be fenced and uh, bordered by men with machine guns. Oh, that's if you're in the Caribbean. That's literally true. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you're you're not like allowed to go into town. You go on sanctioned little excursions on like... um, White sand beaches. White sand beaches. Or they might have like a Jeep that drives you into town and there's like a very touristy strip of trinkety shops. Mm. In fact, it looks a lot like San Gennaro. With less people. I mean, yeah, I got so saddened by the food offerings that I started looking at the jewelry because I was looking for a, my signet ring. Oh, yeah. And uh, did not find one. Well, you know, that's actually not a bad place to look, though. They had cheap sunglasses that I was so down for. Oh, yeah, for. like two for ten. Two for ten dollars where it's like, just wear these to the beach and lose them. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't. It was too. It was also too much. I was like, no. The ones that I wanted were reading sunglasses. And I was like, I do Oh, that's weird. I was like, this is <laughs> I didn't know that was a uh, hybrid for a very specific 45-year-old. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I also learned about my dad that he wears one contact instead of wearing bifocals. Like, apparently that's a thing for old people now. What? Yeah, that his doctor told him when he's riding his motorcycle or when he needs to read something, that he can just wear one contact and then just close one eye. Um, it sounds that incredibly is... dangerous to me, but apparently it was prescribed, so... I mean... I've also gone to optometrist in Ohio, and it's the most miserable fucking experience of my goddamn life. So, unsurprised. Yeah. So, oh, you're driving? Yeah, just one eye, you're fine. Just cyclops it. 
right i know that seems insane to me don't you lose your depth perception if you only have one eye uh, yes yeah also what's your periphery with one eye right that's You're... what well yeah right you're losing 50 percent of it <laughs> minimum the fuck is wrong okay um <laughs> also motorcycle that's the sign of a yeah i think mlc it, i believe he's on his third motorcycle at this point not that he has three at a time but that he's on his third one now and it's gone past the initial two harleys um the third one's still a harley but it's one of those cross-country ones that has like the big bags on the back and a really loud radio and like a windshield and could practically sit three people oh it's basically like a smart car it's very large it's larger than a smart car what like i bet in in terms of sheer weight it's certainly larger but it's almost the same size i mean it's very (laughs) wide yeah um, so yeah, he has a touring bike now. What? I don't want to know why. I mean, Jesus. You know, it's what middle-aged men in that area do. I don't hold it against him. It's pretty cool, actually. I like to ride on it, but I always have to ride bitch because I don't know how to drive a motorcycle. To my great shame. I feel like why would you want to? That's something a man needs to know how to do: is shift with your feet, so you can leave your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go for a tapping tapping under the stall joke, but uh, oh yeah, that would have yeah, been good too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of shifty things that can be done with the the feetsies. I learned lately on a podcast that um, it's a misnomer about glory holes that they're truly anonymous. Like you don't go and just stick your junk in there and wait for a stranger. That like usually there's a prior meetup and you kind of give a wink and a nod. And then one person goes one way and one person goes the other way. Duh. I didn't know that. I thought the whole thrill of it was the anonymity and the not knowing. It's not the 80s. Well, I think even then it, the same rule applied. You want to know if you have a toothy bastard or like someone who looks, you know, halfway decent or if it's like a total like uggo. Okay. So it still matters what they look like even though you're not seeing them. Yeah, what if you're like, oh, that's nice, but ooh, 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 look at those chompers. Hmm. Okay. No me gusta. Well, yeah, I don't know. I guess there's not really glory holes for straight people, so it just remains opaque to me. That tracks. I was like, I, I mean, was like, never mind. I'm, I'm trying to think, actually, you could do that, but I, it, it's just you know. rarer. Yeah. It, no. Hmm. It would be a little more complicated. This isn't Berlin. We don't do that shit here. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have a segue for it, but the other thing that I wanted to mention that I'm not sure if you noticed or not, but... The fucking antennas in my goddamn yeah, window. So, oh, you know I found that and went... What the fuck? This is aesthetically displeasing. Well, let me tell you what happened is... I think you know this, but for the listeners, um, my dad has been on a 10-year-long mission to force um, analog television on me, specifically the local news. By he proxy thinks, me. Yeah. He thinks it's psychotic that I don't watch the local news... That I don't have channel two through we seven. We have the internet. Yeah, I know. He just doesn't. He doesn't interact with the world in that way. His reality is analog television, and he thinks. So, have weird. you ever watched local channel four news? Yes. It is dum 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 dum. Oh, it's insane. I mean, I watched it with my dad one morning, and it was like there was uh, a backup on the Bronx. Well, the local stuff is boring like that, but all they do is take like trending things from Twitter, but like really dumb things, not. Dumb humans or interesting dumb human trick stories. But they're like, uh, somebody drove their van through a mall in Minnesota. And my dad's like, oh my God. And I'm like, it's who, who cares? cares? It's in Minnesota. 
People drive their vans through shit all the time. In Florida, that's just Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. So it's just stories like that. Oh, so I can take it down and put that thing away and never look at it ever again. It's very, it's an aesthetically displeasing thing to even know exists behind the curtain. It's it's displeasing that it's on the uh, also you on can the see windows, it from the street. So I don't approve of that. If it if it works and it can sit behind the TV, I'm willing to leave it in, and I'll tell you why. Why? Uh, because what I didn't know is that it doesn't give you just like six to eight channels like it used to. With the complete evacuation of analog signals, all these new channels have cropped up um, because it must be very cheap to do when it used to be desirable and Mm -hmm. therefore expensive. Um, So not only do we get weird local channels, like we now get like five channels in Chinese. I don't know if it's Mandarin or Cantonese, but we get one called Sinovision and you can watch weird like Chinese American Idol also no interest which i don't have much of an interest in that but i'm just i'm just saying that to illustrate like the breadth of what you get now now also you're getting local things in new york where we have the world so there's all all sorts of little cable access you little shit but some of these things are more like wb or something where they're not local they're nationwide but they're just on these Oh, yeah. They're on a different channel locally. Like, you know how WB was seven for me. I don't know what it was for you. 43. Right. So they would even change in tight regional spaces, but nationwide, they're on a different channel, but they're on the same band or It was seven on cable, but it's channel 43. That's why. That's Um, why all dials went up to like 68 or something like that. The analog things are like 68 channels, and you're like, who the fuck are... Because the bandwidth that they would buy was also like between the wavelengths or i think this is like it was like radio i'm describing radio yeah but i think it's a similar thing i think you're right yeah it's on a certain frequency which is why it comes in at that number yeah that number represents a frequency sure or something Mm. i don't know who cares scientists get at us tell us about analog television yeah if you're if you're a listener of green and lewis and you're a scientist just a scientist if you're a physicist go fuck yourself scientists only in the general. I thought Zach actually was a physicist person. He would, oh, he yeah. Might, he might actually know. Mm-hmm. So we retract that last statement. Well, Zach, our only science friend, if you know how TV works. Please help. <laughs> write us a DM on Instagram oh, and let boy. us know. Um, but so there's all of these channels on there, one of which I think is called Quest. And it's kind of like the History Channel, but the Latter-day History Channel where it's shitty reality yeah. shows. So these are the things that my dad watches when I go home and they have their things because they're like cables fucking expensive and a waste of our goddamn money. I'm like, you're right. But then they end up watching weird old TV shows, telenovelas. Oh, we'll get into that in a second. But let me finish my bit on Quest TV because I discovered the best show of all time. It's my new favorite show and I get to watch it like seven times a day because these channels only play the same five or six shows, you know, in huge chunks. Uh, one of the other shows on Quest TV, by the way, is uh, Only in America with Larry the Cable Guy. He is still alive. Yeah. He does exist. And it's on the primetime slot of 1 p.m. Mondays. Oh. <laughs> so hilarious. Oh, God. We'll get into the ads, too. That's be- not even for, like, normally daytime television is like housewives. It's all my children and the view. And this is like, you're unemployed and on meth. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. So the show I liked was called Appalachian Outlaws. Now, oh. no, wait, wait, wait. Can you, what do you, if you had to guess, 
what Appalachian Outlaws was about specifically. Meth. Like, well, wait a minute. We know it's going to be about hillbillies, right? That Meth. Go, that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. And you would assume they're druggy, so that's your guess, I guess. But if the if you had to, wait. if the show had a sub theme, what do you think it would be? Petty larceny. That's actually a really good. Guess. I think there's a lot of people getting booked Judge Judy style for stupid shit. Like, oh, he was driving drunk and then parked his shit on my lawn. I'm gonna sue him. Or can you call the cops on him? Is that larceny? I thought larceny was theft. It, mm, I, I mean, you're I just said, talking about like a public disturbance. Nu- people public, being nuisance. Public nuisance. Public nuisance and petty larceny. Like, I took my shit. To, he took my my wedding ring to the pawn shop, but he's my boyfriend and he's not married to me, so he has no right to s- take care of that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's it's in that vein, but it is specifically about Appalachian thieves that sneak onto other people's property and steal ginseng root. I'm sorry, you just broke my brain. The entire show is about rednecks stealing ginseng Wait, root. Wait, my dad does watch this TV show. <laughs> it's like on at weird times at like eight. 8.30 p.m. at night. I watched two episodes in a row at 2.30 in the afternoon, which would track because I feel like it's on a six-hour cycle. So sometime yeah. around 8 or 9, it's going to come back on, yeah. Well, the cycle is also on the weekend. Like, I don't know. My dad's retired. He's like, I just get home from lawn mowing the the golf course, and then my shows are on after my nap. I'm like, oh, yeah, because you get up at 4 in the morning. Right, right. So he's out of work in the middle of the afternoon, right? Yeah. And he takes a nap, and then his shows are on. Yeah. Yeah, that tracks. I bet he watches Appalachian Outlaws. Yeah. No, because I remember them talking about, they're stealing ginseng. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm taking a nap. I'm not dealing with you people. Okay, so I watched one episode of this show, right? And I just assumed that every episode of it would be about a different thing, because that was so obscure and preposterous that I thought, okay, this episode's about people that steal ginseng. The next one will be about moonshiners. The next one will be about meth or whatever. But no, it's season after season of just people stealing ginseng root, which apparently is a thousand dollars a pound. Thanks, Donald. But now, but now, wait a minute. I starting your trade war with China. We can't get the good shit. Is that why? No, I don't know. I think like the health boom, like ginseng is in everything. Like, if, oh, you've got a cold? Did you take ginseng? No, I took fucking Advil like a normal human. Right. The health boom is the obvious thing. But the $1,000 a pound figure made no sense to me. Because you go to every Asian restaurant, every bodega has ginseng supplements, everywhere has ginseng. Well, it's also cut. It must just be cut like crazy because it's nowhere near that cost. You know? No, because it's wouldn't cheap the as co- shit. Wouldn't the cost per pill be like diabetes medicine? Yes. Wouldn't the cost per pill be like seventeen dollars or something? I don't, and I it's don't like think 50 you need cents? that much to put in a pill. That's I guess I guess that's probably the thing is they just shave off a little bit and every time. But yeah, so it's this very high value product and like I mean, I, take a stroll through Chinatown next time and just be like, you have any ginseng root? And then just someone just goes five dollars, and then you're like, okay, thank you. Well, I've never, I've never noticed it because why would I? But I am gonna look next time because, like, is this a thing they keep behind the counter? Because if they kept it out on the street and it's worth a thousand dollars a pound, you take a handful. Like, that's better than panning for gold. Man. I think they're like big bulbs. Like, it's like ginger times three. Well, probably. I learned from Appalachian Outlaws that the size of the bulb does matter uh, because it demonstrates its quality. So there's baby bulbs that they'll only pay three hundred dollars a pound for. But the real primo shit is 
these big fat bulbs that are worth a thousand dollars a pound. Big fat bulbs are worth a lot. They're weight in fucking gold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just let that one lie there. <laughs> I'm not fucking trying to. You know. You know what double entendre is. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. So. Uh oh god. Okay. So yeah, I, I'm attracted. So it's a whole series of just that. No meth. No, there's no meth in the They're show. They're stealing ginseng to buy meth. No. Well, they never say Shocker. they never say what they're going to buy with it. Because if you're stealing things that is a thousand, one assumes that you either want some, what's it called, some horse, some heroin, <laughs> yeah, some, some horse, what is it, horse? No, you're right. That's that's the name. <laughs> you know, they want some H or they want some M. Right. Or they could go on a. I think these guys H are probably on M because they're trying to stay awake so they can sneak onto properties and steal stuff. You know, they're trying to be productive. The H is not going to let you be productive. No. But the M, I mean, you're ready to beat someone with a shovel if you encounter them in the woods, which actually happened on the show. Excuse? Yeah. Uh, two of these rival uh, ginseng stealers encountered each other in the woods, and it was two against one. And the Ooh. guy that was one pulled a knife. Mm. So the other guy started beating him with shovels. Well, um, he miscalculated. Yeah. That's a, that's a short short stroke weapon. They both got out alive and relatively uninjured, you know. So, Whacking someone with a shovel is akin to whacking someone with a frying pan. Like, the comedy of errors of that is just like... Yeah, yeah. It was a very silly scene, too, because they were standing on a hillside, so, like, nobody had good footing. It wasn't as if it was, like, an MMA fight. There was no, like... Uh, squaring up and like, you know, they were just brawling and falling and down falling, the hill. Bo- all three falling, you know. So you got, so point is, you got channels like that, and then relevant to you and this podcast. And I think this might be a reason you might want to keep the antenna because I was transfixed by it the other day. One of the networks is called Buzzer. Guess what Buzzer is? Is it game shows? Game shows all from the seventies and eighties. It actually rules. Do they have card sharks is the real question. They do have card sharks. I didn't yes! get to watch an episode, but they advertised uh, it. Yeah, they have card sharks. I watched a lot of Match Game 76. Oh, I love Match Game. Which was a lot of fun with uh, Charles Nelson Riley. Biggest queen in the world. Oh, yeah. Uh, it really? Charles Nelson Riley's gay? Faggy is fag, 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 fag. No. Those glasses, that voice. Oh, God. Oh, well. You know what? We live in a new and progressive society. I can still aspire to be Charles Nelson Riley. You should not. I he really, was a I, wicked alcoholic. I really identified with him. I didn't know that either. Yeah, tip, 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 mm-hmm. tipple, tipple. So there was Match Game seventy six, and I watched a lot of Password. I told you about Password. Yeah. Betty White. And yeah, actually, what's his, what's his I, I, I watched one with Betty White, and she looked exactly the same then as she looks now, literally identical. Yeah, because bitch is a vampire. Yeah. God, there was one really, really hot woman on password but i don't remember who she was my dad knew who she was she was like oh that's so-and-so's wife she might also be dead she probably dead but i don't know i maybe i could find her through a reverse google image search and then yes so-and-so's wife on (laughs) a uh, subsequent search for so-and-so's wife deep fake okay (laughs) (laughs) um but you know no if i on my day off tomorrow am sitting here watching fake game show network i will just jump out of the window you're right? off tomorrow I've, yeah you're gonna you should dude no, it's uh, that's what i did that's what i did all on sunday because i was just waiting for my dad to leave he left in the middle of the day mm. we didn't have time to do anything so i watched it all day and it was awesome um i watched a game show uh featuring alex trebek before he was on jeopardy um 
and get this okay it was just called classic concentration and it was that game for babies where there's like a grid of 20 things oh, the and cards? you flip one yeah. over and you have to make matches that game is hard for me <laughs> jesus christ that's hilarious because i couldn't believe that it was a game show for adults and they had the possibility of winning cars and shit short term memory is it's hard. literally a game for babies well listen <laughs> do you remember playing super mario 3 on the on nes super nes or regular NES? regular NES. no i didn't really play much regular nes well it was also on the you know the thing that had all the marios from nintendo on the super i Nintendo. remember watching you play this when you first bought your nes um thingy thing. the little yeah. thingy um there's a mini game at the end if you do a certain amount of levels and it's concentration and it's three rows it's only things. a grid of nine three rows seven per so 21 okay oh that's a normal one okay but it's in between so many things so like it'll still flip your cards if you don't clear the deck that you're like i don't know and you only get two tries so then you're like fuck i don't remember where that one thing i flipped uh, two tries is tough yeah you're just like uh two tries and then 15 minutes elapses and they're like huh, i want to try again i'm like i don't know oh man why, well in terms of a video game why don't you just write it down it's not that high stakes here on this day. I don't oh, care. I mean, okay, I'm a different kind of gamer than you. It's not Mega Man 2 where I'm jotting down the passwords before it mm-hmm. goes away, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, well. So the only additional element to classic concentration with Alex Trebek was that as you're revealing the puzzle, uh, when you get matches, the tiles disappear, and there's a pictographic puzzle behind the tiles that's revealed a little as a, at a time. Oh, yeah, I, okay, matches. I remember this. The, and those were actually hard because they're weird. They're puns and stuff or weird? S- yes, yeah. they're like they're like pictures. So it'll be like sandwich, and it'll be a picture of an old school timer with sand in it and like an arrow pointing to the bottom of it, meaning the sand, and then plus witch on a broom. That was a weird hand gesture you made to gesture for witch. But yeah, sorry. That's usually your thing, doing visual sexual bits towards me. So if I made you feel uncomfortable, it's just retaliation for the other 13 times. (laughs) Ah. No, this was a different game that they like revamped where they would have to like answer questions and they would flip a piece and then they'd have to like slowly figure out what the pictogram was. And because sometimes people were stupid because the 70s, they also gave them so much to drink. Yeah, you can actually tell that people... Well, on the ones with celebrities, they're always soft. Hammer. I don't know about the classic concentration one, because that was just lay people. Yeah. But I take your point. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's there's this new... Sorry, this is the game show podcast now. Uh, there's this new thing called Game Night with a uh, lady from Glee and um, Jane. What's Jane? Jane from Mad Men? No. no. Jane Foster? Thor? No. Um... She was on Glee and she Jane was Jane Goodall on, with the gorillas? D- no, she's dead. Um, is she? Um, oh, fucking hell. Blonde lesbian was on Glee, was also on Weeds as the skinny fat. I'm going to make you work for your weed lady. Do you remember her? No, I'm not a Weeds aficionado. Mm, you should. You, I'm surprised R- Mary Louise Parker is not your taste. Well, I watched a bunch. Oh, she kind of is. Yeah, that's a really good call, actually. She's right up my alley. But uh, I watched some Weeds with you, because didn't you have it on DVD when we were in grad school? I think so. And I thought it was okay, um, but it really jumped the shark after a certain point. Isn't that the the deal with that show? It was, like, pretty good, because I remember her having, like, these affairs with all the dealers and stuff, because she's just playing. And it was all, like, fun intrigue, but 
at a certain point, it was sort of like Breaking Bad, where she got too big for her britches, and it was no longer believable. Yes. Yeah. Jane Lynch. Oh, Jane Lynch. You should have best, best in show and stuff yeah, is yeah. like what I know Jane Lynch from. What are what are those called? I Heart Huckabees and all that Canadian contingent of improv movies. Jane Lynch is in all of them. Yeah, she is in all of them. Yeah. yeah. What's his face directs all of them? Does Eugene Levy direct those, or is he just in all? Of He's them? just in all. Of them. Oh, okay. So no, I didn't know he was Canadian. Yeah, I think they're all Canadian. Or hmm. That's their deal. Well, that one guy from Spinal Tap is actually the guy with the production company who makes all of them. Oh, okay. I, all right. I can't recall his name, but the I brother know. from Better Call Saul. Right. Still don't know his name. Still, his name's you. Chuck in Better Call Saul, but Shaw. <laughs> Better Call. Better Shaw. Call Shaw is that Kristen Shaw's podcast about Better Call Saul. I was thinking it was going to be more like Granny's Better Call Shaw, Better Call Your Better Call Grandmas, but it's like on NPR and you just call and like your grandmas tell a story. Bill De Blasio is letting too many blacks into the public schools. Okay, we have to get to the next caller. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> no, this isn't. But that's that's Better Call Shaw Long Island edition. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Oh boy. Um. Uh. Now, uh, what was I going to say? I actually did listen to NPR recently, which I normally don't do. That, wait a minute. Hang on. I, I cannot let you lie on the podcast like this. You listen to NPR in your car constantly. What do you mean? No. I wasn't when I had the little dongle for the phone, so I would just be podcastering. Oh, And okay. then I, you know, once, you know, the elderly phone passed into the cab verse, um, I don't have a dongle. Oh, your dongle doesn't work with the new model. Anymore. No. I have to oh, go get well, another dongle. Congrat! Welcome to 2015. You go fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't want to have to buy another thing from a thing. <laughs> um, I've got three quotes for one podcast. Actually, yeah, it is three. Um, anyway, uh, it's like, uh, they're trying real hard. Krista Tippett was talking to this guy who was recommending like this doctor who was like his success rate was 40%. So he was like, maybe you should just like try religion, maybe feeling better about, you know, having community and feeling better about thinking beyond your current condition would be u- more useful than uh, this medicine. I was like, <gasps> Oh no, we have a problem here, sir. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's coming back around in a lot of ways. Prescribing Jesus. Um, yeah, I mean, what frankly, we, like fucking Christian scientists here, like pray it away. Okay, I mean, I, th- this is just the um, this is just the trad cath in you rearing its ugly head, and I think you know that. Oh yeah, I was yeah viciously you're... mortified. I was like, oh, ew. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked about this with friends and stuff before, but it's it's a product of alienation and like prescribing people like some sense of community that doesn't have to do with like politics or with your job. Um, makes a lot of sense. I would agree that it's a little unfortunate that it has to be in terms of religion, though. Um, but, you know, therapy is not working for people or people can't afford it or whatever. So the idea that you would go towards, I hate to say spirituality, but frankly, that's what it is. But, like, why can't you, like, go to join a club, certain it, like, I don't know, like, yeah, join I think, the Y? I like... think people do that and it doesn't, it doesn't help. Because what it turns into is just either drinking which is what like a softball league is for people. I'm talking about old people. Oh, any any people. Oh. I mean, you know, that's what it turns into is like drinking and drug use is like our only collective um arrangement anymore with communities. Really, seriously. What is an art opening? <laughs> you know, it's like well, clearly no booze because I haven't had a fucking drink in an opening in goddamn Ah, art. well, you're talking about the the commodity hawkers. 
of course they don't provide booze because they're not going to give anything to f- for free to uh, non-purchasers. <sighs> um, but I, I just meant like friendly openings on a smaller scale. What really is that other than like a little bit of hedonism to lighten up everybody's day? Sure, you look at the art briefly, but that's not really what that's you're there for. Um, eh. You know, so the idea that you could get some kind of healthy community out of, like, structured religion, like, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it is regressive. I don't also, think it's Also, is great. it centered around drinking and eating, if you think about it? Absolutely it is. I mean, what, you know, like, um, I forget where I heard this, but during Prohibition, that was one of the primary covers to drink was religious holidays. Why didn't... Because even the most puritanical people would kind of be like, fuck yeah. Just kind of sanction a little bit of reverie in those moments. Well, back in the olden days, fish fries used to happen every Friday. Still do in uh, Northeast Ohio. Every Friday? Yeah, for sure. Or during Lent. Oh, every Friday during Lent now. You got me. Yeah, it's true. It used to be you couldn't have meat on any Friday ever because in ancient times or hundreds of years ago, when the fishing markets were failing, they went to the Pope. He's like, okay, I'll help you out. No meat on Fridays, ever. Um, but then it was like in the 50s, it's like, oh, it's Friday. Can we can we have a beer at the at the fish fry? Yeah, we'll have a beer. Because I'm sure like, you know, the key, is it Kiwis, Kiwanis? Kiwanis? Kiw- club? Yeah, yeah. those clubs. Kiwanis. Yeah, yeah. And Fez, the Fez people? Yeah. Who are the Fez people? Um. Oh, shit. Masons? I don't think Fez people were Masons, but they were something like that. Guild yeah. people? Some kind of guild. Maybe they were Masons. I'm not sure, but everyone knows what you mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was just, those were just, like, secret drinking clubs. In, yeah, exactly. In the, tw- in the 20s and in through the 50s, so you could just go and, like, get ham-ham. Yeah. I mean, I, I think one of the things I've mentioned to you before, probably not on the podcast, is another big thing, especially for men, was being in the military. And like that's not a, and going to war like that's well, not VFW things were a big actually used place yeah for gatherings sure now they're just sad 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 places yeah right I mean you Elks know. Club was the, the thing Elks Club are the Fez people maybe I think Elks Club is just another version of this I think the Fez oh, people okay. are something else they're Do a little more occult at least seeming if not outright the Elks no the Fez people yeah I think they're Freemasons okay. All right, let's just, say call them, let's just call them Freemasons. But yeah, all these things, like a collapsing sense of community, I mean, that's a real thing. So as it, as it relates to this NPR thing, I'm not like that shocked to hear that, although that is, so, I don't know how to articulate it, but that is a depressing admission. Yeah. Like, I know what you mean, that it doesn't, that's not great also, to have to revert like that. Also, why is this doctor so concerned about his numbers that he's like, try Jesus? What do you mean his numbers? He was he was like I have a forty percent success rate. Oh, and I'm like, are you like a terminal cancer guy? Like, I don't know. Are you just feeling down because all your patients died? It's like you probably are working in a field where most of your people are gonna die. Well, it sounds like if he's in a position to prescribe somebody religion, he's probably a psychologist or something. No, no, he wasn't. He mm. was like a oh, yeah. That's even weirder. I mean, if like it, it was if like you're chronic... a science doctor, where like it was like a a chronic pain or chronic illness guy and he's like my people keep dying it's like well that tracks buddy like i don't know oh well that makes me even more sympathetic to what he was saying then because if you're dealing with terminal patients a lot of the time if not most of the time yeah that's fine 
I thought you were talking about like more or less healthy people with depression. Or no, like. I think like people who have fibromyalgia. Yeah, like that shit sucks. Your life totally sucks. Yeah. And you're just like, uh, people just like give up and they're like, me. Yeah. Finding finding something to fixate on and just calling it God, like that's not really that big of a deal. Well, and if you start to take it seriously, like someone with fibromyalgia that believes in God is not like a Jerry Falwell. No, no, no. These are people, those are the people who are like, you know, it just, those are those old people who are like, I just go with God. And you're like, what? Okay. Yeah. I mean, have I ever told you about my conversations with my grandmother on my dad's side? What? Via religion. Mm. Um, I have really interesting talks with her because um, I wouldn't say I'm not like I'm not out as an atheist with my dad's side of the family, but I keep it quiet just because um, my grandpa in particular is a pretty religious guy. And it's, you know, like smoking cigarettes or something. It's not that he doesn't know. It's just not something I want to thrust upon him all the time. Um, but I've had really interesting conversations with, with my grandmother because um, she goes to church almost completely for community reasons at this point. Like, I wouldn't say she would describe it as losing her faith, but she's lost her faith in the institution of religion, hmm. um, like not in God at all. Um, but she doesn't believe in scripture literally in any way. Um, she just You're be- doing it wrong if you do. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um but she believes in a higher power of some kind, and she finds the community of the people at church really valuable. But like, um, she doesn't find structured Episcopalianism in her case. Um, oh, all that useful. That's just an elderly softball league. Um, so she's even told me, I don't know. Well, it's not like my grandparents are going to find a podcast if my dad can't. But uh, she's told me, I think, sort of in confidence that like, she kind of makes up excuses not to go on Sundays anymore. Um, she likes to go to the events where they help people or like if they're throwing somebody's family reunion or something, she'll go and cook or whatever. Um, so she likes the community service element of it, but she doesn't at all like to go to just service and especially be asked for a tithe. Like all of that to her seems like a violation and some of the stuff that her preacher preaches like I, I, she never said she's this like suspect she's like i don't like it yeah it starts to get into weird territory where she feels like it's brainwashing or like it's too political or something i'm putting those words in her I mouth mean, yeah. i'm just making assumptions but no i mean like a lot of people are like oh the we like to do the bake sales we like to help the kids like oh we're doing this we're doing a food bank like my mom goes to a food bank thing like twice a month to like help pack up care packages because like the company she works for like will give them the food bank a donation if they log x amount of hours right she's like yeah i'll do it it's like three hours and then we go we go to get drinks after and it's fun i'm like okay that's incredible to imagine i mean from the narcissistic perspective of myself or if i want to be daring and say like most millennials it's like can you imagine giving three hours of your time to something every week for free oh i'll pay like we do this podcast for ourselves for one hour a week and it feels overbearing at times so like I, I cannot ima- I cannot imagine giving three hours. It's like I, I get we anno- can't even do our own fucking laundry. Right, exactly. I get annoyed that Bernie Sanders sends me too many emails to give him money. Bernard and I feel like my uh, a- total activism is just sending him twenty dollars when I've gotten enough of those, you know. And I feel good about myself as a person. But um, yeah, that I mean that's just a symptom of alienation. Like I I'm admiring of that sense of I do th- I do think it's also like if you don't live in a metropolis, you're like my time's a little bit less valuable. I'm not spending all my time commuting. I'm not like 
stressed all the time. Like I have free time. Well, truly. and it's occurring to me right now that we're talking about mostly retired people or nearly we're retired older. People. Yeah, like once you're in your forties, you're like, yeah, sure. fuck it. Like your kids are grown, you don't have to deal with their bullshit. Yeah, but you know, like the all of these people have had institutional religion as a part of their lives um, throughout. Um, yeah. Our, you know, millennials don't really have that at all. Like. I don't know what the stat is, but I I would say it's safe to say that 70% of millennials are like completely non-religious. I would say even more than that, never go to You sure about that? You sure about those people who got like married at 22 and like have three kids? I'm right pretty sure now? about that, man, because even even the family that I have that um would describe themselves as Catholic or would describe themselves as religious, they just go to church on holidays and they don't participate in the church community. They don't know their pastor. because well, it's all old people. They're like, all the people who do the things are like... Well, no, I was referring aged. to young people too, because like I have cousins that are relatively conventional and conservative that would describe themselves as devout Catholics, but like they don't pray at night and they don't go to church. Hmm. Um, they just go on holidays, but they believe in God. What? That's just the C&E. What's that mean? Christmas and Easter. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, oh, when do you go? See any? Don't fuck with any. But what else. I'm trying to say is, I think more and more that that counts. At least by millennial standards, think about no, that. That's I don't so go to terrible. church. I don't go to church on holidays. I never would, even if I was asked to. I wouldn't go. Oh, I've you've never gone to a Christmas? I have gone, but not since I was a kid. Wicked hungover, going. I hate my life. You know, like I, I take that back a little bit. I would maybe go at this point because I, I would like to observe it, but it, it wouldn't be. I wouldn't be there to truly participate i would be there to witness you know that's actually technically what you are called to do in most churches you're called to witness the sharing of the thing so technically you're doing exactly everything to fall into the web part and parcel with that is like i don't think that institutional religion is required to be a good person uh or to be to have like a moral philosophy like i think you can come to that on your own without religion but that it's a lot more difficult and i sympathize with people that are having a hard time because forming your own ethics and then acting morally as a result of that is like a lot of work and i don't think most people are equipped for that i think artists are somewhat equipped for that especially if you're an intellectual if you're interested in philosophy and things like there's other ways to get there but oh, yeah. i don't think everyday people have access to that no because that's like that's a lot of self-work when you're like oh, i could maybe outsource the self-work to this guy who tells me about like loving and caring sure about this these people who are dead and i think a lot of the time like the benefit of having a higher education is that like at least you know where to begin because you learned how to learn like yeah. i think i don't know i like to imagine that our public school system used to do that what what's that taught you to learn and how to study but i don't think that no, does that no. anymore i think you're babysitting until you're in grad school more or less that was at least my experience anyway i'm but i don't know i'm a particularly like juvenile idiot. Uh, i always wanted to be left alone so i'd be like no i got it the, the i'll fucking figure it out i'll read the things and they're like what I'm like yes leave me alone no i don't know i'm with you i mean i think introverted people probably have an easier time of it too because self-motivation is sort of part of your ethos but right? you're self-motivated to just like get it done and just get the grade and get the fuck on with it like it doesn't actually mean like you want the drive for yourself True. that's the harder thing to learn yeah that's a good way of congratulations saying congratulations you i like am a fully lazy piece of shit because right. i'm like i could just do it because i wanted to get it done and then when i don't want to get there's nothing to get done i'm like 
Okay, and? Right, you, you put it really well there. Like, I learned the work ethic out of school in a certain way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do do that. And I, and I mean, I was going to say before that that comes at a really high cost. Like, I made that joke before about, like, reading a book by yourself all weekend and then, like, wondering why you don't have any friends and why you're really fucking depressed. Well, like, because I have to spend my free time, like, on my studies. I've also said that exact thing as a bit before. Yeah. But it's not really a bit. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to construct like a moral philosophy for myself out of whole cloth, um, because my family can't really help me, and I don't think institutional religion is like an ethical way of doing that for a lot of reasons. Um, so when you're on your own, you have to spend all of your time doing that, and that's tough. And I don't think most people do that. Yeah, you didn't really have a biscuit. Pan. Yeah, you had nothing to buck up against to really kind of think about how to pick it apart. Well, I think Protestantism is a real problem because what Protestantism tells you is that all can be forgiven as long as you pray for forgiveness there's no actual like repenting at all in protestant religion in catholicism that's where the guilt is actually like a good motivating factor yeah there's no guilt to being a protestant if you ask for forgiveness you get it immediately um and it leaves it leads to a really selfish attitude you you don't have penance no what there's really no such thing as that fuck is this garbage okay sorry sorry Pentecostal people, or not Pentecostal? What is it? Protestants. Protestants in general. I mean, that's uh, but that's covers such a wide range of people. Um, but that's most American Christians are Protestants. It's why they're susceptible to to um, televangelizing and oh. stuff. Like all all that tells you is that if you watch this entertainment, you are forgiven. Oh, right. There's no right, such right, thing right, as right, a Catholic right. televangelist, okay. really. No, that wouldn't work. I mean, lately, weirdly, I didn't think this is where this podcast would go, but yeah, this is uh, taking a turn. Well, but... lately, I've been reading a lot of um, Catholic intellectuals um, because, as far as you want some Kierkegaard shit, uh, yeah, I guess I, I don't know if I'm familiar enough with Kierkegaard to really take a stab at that. Not that interesting, but um, I've been reading them because, as far as Thomas pe- Aquinas, I oh, I don't, was Aquinas a Catholic? I'm not really sure. Yes. Okay. I mean, I just, I just don't know. Sorry. Jesus. Blowing the bit. Um, uh, but all, there's these contemporary Catholic theologians that are interesting, like, philosophy and political economy writers. Say that phrase one more time just so my brain can actually hear all of those things there's one after another. There's these contemporary Catholic theologians that are interesting philosophy and political economy writers. I've heard everything now. I'm good. I, uh... Uh, it's not for the reason that you would think. The The reason that they are good as writers and as thinkers is because they have the time to do that. I mean... They're priests? Some of them some of them are, some of them aren't. So when they're not diddling kids, they're writing? But Yeah, but, but basically their sort of monkishness and their devotion to their study leads them down really interesting paths, um, but in a really dark sense because the logic of Catholicism keeps them trapped in really weird ideas. Yeah. So they're interesting reads because some of the more more, um, far-flung ideas on the right kind of come from these people. Like, Catholics are some of the people quickest to abandon democracy as a form. Um, Like, I forget the guy's name, but he is an Iranian immigrant that converted to Catholicism as an adult. Um, Huh? You know, he's, he's an idiot, but he's one of the, like, leading people in this field, leading Catholics in this field, and he's been pretty upfront about the idea that if Catholics want to succeed um, as a religion 
and as a moral ideology that like democracy is not going to work for them <sighs> that they need to go farther and farther towards authoritarianism so that was the holy roman empire no shit of course that well they, they look they look fondly upon the middle ages as like a time when um things were morally upright but not socially just and that like maybe that cost is worth it <sighs> you know i don't necessarily want to get down that rabbit hole but yeah that was only to say that like well, that that right there will tell you why I don't think institutional religion is a good way to go. You don't want to prescribe to anybody's Illness. ideology or logic that you didn't arrive at. If it was told mm. to you as dogma, then you're just in a, you know, you're in a prison of your, not well, your design. Yeah, I mean, like, so, you know, at the end of the day, like, that same kind of thinking did lead to, like, Fra Angelico making some of the most beautiful things in the world. Absolutely, yeah. You know, like, are those insular, isolated objects? Yeah. Sure. Those are circular logic, even pictorially, like, they're circular logic little puzzles of, like, why is this carved and why is it gilt? This is some fucked up crazy nonsense. I don't understand. But I don't know. Like, that same circular logic, if you get good at it, if that is a way of training your brain, you can also flex your way out of that. Of like, well, now I know what the double speak is. Sure. Hi. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, that... you know, like, that's when you just start to see through a lot of things where you're just like, uh, but you know how you said that that way, but that kind of counteracts that one point. And they're like, oh, yeah, Bible's big. We forgot that one. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. So, like, <laughs> all of this is fallible nonsense. Like, you should realize you should question all of this at all times because it's just inherited and unquestioned. Right. And if you are not willing to question it, they're like, well, you don't want to be a doubting Thomas. I'm like, no, you should. That's like, no that's ideal right your skepticism taught you to doubt catholicism and just to, that a fair and just to, of that? just to be like questioning in general where you're like sure. something about this seems a little too much yeah you know right well i mean that that's one that's one of the reasons that like judaism is really admirable yeah. um, strangely is that their entire tradition is predicated on studying torah and reinterpretation um and if not reinterpretation, at least interpretation. Um, the conversation never ends um, yeah. with Jews. Like, there is no really strict definition. I mean, I'm excluding... Unless, uh, unless I'm you're excluding, orthodox, like, like... like, orthodoxy here, because that's bad in any religion. That's a Even hotness. orthodox Buddhists will, like, commit genocides, like, right now. What? Yeah, in Myanmar, like, it's Buddhists that oh, are killing yeah, that's Muslims. Right. Yeah. You know? So, like, you, you can always take anything too far like that um but i really admire the basic ethos in judaism that like it, it's a conversation that's supposed to keep going um that's actually a really early version of like enlightenment thinking in a way i think like a progress yeah i mean um, through interpretation also the whole idea of like wait this guy this sh this schmuck over here is the son of god go fuck yourself like Every, it's just like, no, we don't believe shit. Like, well, but then there's contradictions within that that they still are waiting for a Messiah, but they just decided that Jesus wasn't that guy. I also think, like, at a certain point, like, a certain kind of Jew is just, like, just be suspicious of a lot. Yeah, like, sure. People, people are not good at their core. If they are good, you know, celebrate them, celebrate the joy. Like, you know, a lot of Jewish holidays, which we are coming up on New Year, Yeah, is like about you know a joy kind of thing like oh the oil lasted however many you know eight nights you know like celebration and then it's always through like the worst thing like oh, bitter herbs and shit like when it's passed over you're like oh, why would you want well we yeah, were celebrating that we survived it's like you couldn't have cake <laughs> y'all didn't have cake 
no, we had unleavened bread. Okay. Yeah, well, back in the desert, there was no sugar. I know. I'm like, you well, know. you know what's great on matzah? Butter and cream mm. cheese. So, you know. I don't think that's kosher. It definitely is not, but it's <laughs> fucking delicious. Um, you know, like that, that kind of baseline of like, we just don't, nothing should be taken as, as writ. Right. Um, well, what you said before about nobody is basically good or something to that effect, I, I, I think that that's an idea I really wrestle with personally um, because I want to be hopeful and I, and I find it difficult to be hopeful from the, from the position that like other people aren't good, but I think it depends on scale a lot of the time. And real quick, the last thing I want to say about that is I, I think that that dovetails with what I was saying before about Protestantism. Protestantism tells you that you are good. You are eternally good. As long as you forgive yourself, you are forgiven. But in Catholicism and in Judaism, like you are inherently flawed and bad. And in Catholicism, that's in terms of guilt in well, okay, go ahead then. You're aware of the idea of original sin? Yeah. That's where all Catholic guilt comes from. It's like, no, uh, oh, uh, the apple, as human, I am lesser. And it's like, you could, no, I mean, yeah, like, you're prone to make shitty decisions just because we're all selfish pricks. Like, even the most, like, there's a Friends episode. What can you do? Why am I talking about Friends? Uh, what's the most altruistic... De- can you have an altruistic act truly no because you still feel good you get something out of it right you know a bee stings you oh great oh that's it it dies like it's no one feels good like you it's not that you're bad it's just that you're flawed and no one ever in no like at least in terms of catholicism no one just goes you can just be flawed they just say sinners and you're just like it's not a sin to be a flawed person make mistakes or make bad decisions like that you have to repent for every bad decision is fucking bonkers you're just like ah, i was thinking i was hangry like do i gotta say 10 hail marys for that no i just have to say i'm sorry that sucked i was an asshole because i needed a snack well right it 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 jumps from like ontology to morality in, in one fell swoop which leads to a lot of problems yeah um but yeah, I like I like that interpretation that it's really more just you're born a flawed person, yeah. Which is fine. Right, which is fine. And I and I think I think every every intelligent person accepts that. I don't think there's a religion or a philosophy in the world that would say otherwise that isn't irrational. No, Brene Brown. Right. Marianne. Yeah. We're all flawed. We're all just trying to get through the crystals together. What? Well, it's back to the NPR thing. I, I can understand the appeal of that, even though that's snake oil peddling, you know? Well, it's not snake oil. It's just soundbite peddling for their own bullshit. Read my book, buy my book. Because he even said that, like, you should really, you know, if you want to learn more about what I think, you should really just, you know, read or better yet, buy my book. I was like, fuck you. Well, that that's the only way that the mass media is going to be able to present that kind of material is in terms of commodification. Like, it has to. But it's upsetting that the, like, broader point or the the point under the surface can't be taken seriously because of its presentation it can be yeah i mean like yeah if your old people live longer if they have community if they have friends if they're like shut-ins they they go and die or they'll live forever because they're spiteful cunts right well i would just i would just add to that that it's all people yeah um, would live longer through that and i think i think as we age this is going to be a real struggle 
Oh, probably. You know, I know it already is for me. We were talking about this the other night, especially in terms of like watching your parents age or whatever Mm. and a certain regression that happens. Like they're a proto version of our generation and we're a lot more childish than boomers are. As much as it pains me to admit that, it's true. Um, We're petty. We're going to have a hard time as we age. Uh, And this lack of community is like Mm. central to it. That's why you have to do the work of like someone says, hey, you want to hang out? You're like tired, but yes. I'll just bitch and moan about how I'm tired and then we'll like have three drinks and then be like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, everybody has fun as as soon as you get over it. As soon as you get over the fact that like doing it sucks because we think friendship should be so effortless. Like you should just hang out. It's so easy. It's like, no, people are, you're over 30. Like you have a life. Yes. Like, no, like it's hard. Like you have a career, you're married, like maybe you have a kid or three. I don't fucking know. But like, doing those things that should be effortless take planning but you have to actually spend the time to do that otherwise you will go crazy yeah and i think the point is that it's worth it yeah otherwise you're gonna like get prescribed jesus uh, yeah right. <laughs> like you don't have you don't keep your friends and pay attention to them someone's gonna be like have you tried religion and you're like oh you can fuck right off all right well um, i would rather talk to you about it than get prescribed it so, duh there we go I think that's a good place to stop, man. That's uh, well over. I don't our think time. you have to edit that much. To I don't think we have honest. to do really anything to that. That was very good. I'm a little surprised. Yeah, that's that was a just gonna do this rare gem. Yeah, me too. Just a little back padding right now, real quick. Thank you. Okay. All right. So Green and Lewis, uh, unlucky episode number thirteen, ending at an hour thirteen. Ooh, talking about say Jesus. your goodbye oh, before we have forty-five seconds. Um, like and subscribe. Watch the things. Listen more if you fell off because I talked too much the last time. I I sorry. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. I don't know how. I don't know how to do this. It's so hard. Uh, Will has to repent, but I've already been forgiven. I have a whip. I'll just be flogging myself later. It's fine. <laughs> Opus die. Here he comes. Heyo. <laughs>